0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to have a look at the Scout Picks bus team, which is of course the 11 players selected by the editorial team as the best 11 players to have for the coming game week. Now, of course, this uh, does come with a few caveats. Um, It doesn't um, track from one week to the next. It's simply a case of every week these guys get a bit of a free hit jammy i know uh, to pick the best 11 players and of course substitutes as well all on a budget of 100 million and yeah we have a look at that to see um, whether or not really your team is well equipped for game week 11 it's never normally a case of make sure you own all of these players it's just these are the best players for the game week measure your team against it how many of them do you have and that gives you an idea of just how well equipped you are for the game week coming up so we're going to go through some of the players that are in contention to be in it at the moment it's just a bus team you have to wait until Friday to get the final team and of course the captain as well. So do keep an eye on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk either on the website or any of the social media channels where you follow uh, the team and you'll find out um, what the final selection is then. But for now, what we can do is we can go through uh, all of the players that are in contention, have a look at what the bus team is for now, and talk about some of the reasons why. Now, before we get started, a few pieces of housekeeping as ever. If you've not already signed up to Fantasy Football Scout membership, then now is a good time to do that. Of course, we've got another game week around the corner. You can save up to 20% uh, on the prices. Uh, You can get access to all sorts of amazing stuff um, in terms of tools, tables, and all of the, the great stuff that's in the members area, and of course, you'll get full access to who the captain is of this team on Fridays when the team is announced on the website so it's also quite useful if you've got some last minute decisions that need to be made and we've also got a word from our sponsor as well if you weren't already aware you can now back up FPL selections by betting on this week's most notable players at smartkits.com smartkits now allows you to bet on whether you think a player will get more or less than a certain number of points for example this week if you think Marcus Rashford will get more or less than 6.5 points then you can bet uh, on that there are also head-to-head markets where you can bet on who you think will get the most points this week as well Um, we know not everybody gambles something we take very seriously that's why on our website we have a filter that you can turn on which allows you to opt out the gambling ads for those of you who do so uh, enjoy it responsibly and safely there's more info about markets in the description you obviously have to be 18 or over to play and we encourage everybody to gamble responsibly and to be gambleaware.org when the fun stops uh, stop but of course somewhere where the fun never stops is when we are of course selecting fpl teams uh, and as i said the editorial team have posted the scout picks bus team for game week 11 which can give us an idea uh, of who we think are the best players to have could perhaps guide your transfers uh, or give you an idea of how well equipped your squad is for Game Week 11. So we'll start off by having a look at the fixtures in isolation, which teams have the best fixtures, which ones have the worst. And we are finding ourselves in a really nice place. There was a time when a triple up on Man City and a triple up on Liverpool was kind of the bedrock of most people's teams. And it's been some time since we've been able to have something uh, quite like that. But it's back. It's back this week with Liverpool and Man City atop the the season ticker for Game Week 11. Liverpool, of course, go to Kenilworth Road to face Luton. Manchester City host Bournemouth. Now, we've got Sheffield United and Wolves also in the top six for best fixtures this week because they are, of course, facing each other. Uh, Crystal Palace are away at Burnley and Brentford host West Ham. So, they're the six most favourable fixtures. Who's got the harder um, uh, time of it then? Well, we've got Bournemouth going away to Man City. So, they're all the way at the bottom. We've got Luton, obviously, hosting Liverpool. So, they're the fourth worst, apparently. West Ham and Chelsea also have difficult times against Brentford and Spurs respectively but the important thing here is is that we've got Arsenal and Newcastle playing each other now Arsenal players and Newcastle players have been heavily involved in the scout pick so far this season you may own a few of their players yourself but with them playing each other it does make life difficult for us to talk about them with too much excitement so I suppose if you've only got one or two players across these two teams you're probably okay if you've got four or five players across these two teams then it's possible that you might need to come up with some kind of action plan to mitigate against that because I don't think we're going to be seeing too many Arsenal and Newcastle players talked about in this one. Now, as ever, we break this down into a couple of sections. We've got the uh, the guys who are most likely to be involved. We've got those who are in contention and a couple of long shots as well. So we'll start off with the the likeliest of the lads. Uh, and this one I've kind of already alluded to. Really, Man City and Liverpool. They've got the easiest fixtures on paper, so it makes sense for us to be heavily involved there. Uh, a couple of reasons why those fixtures are easy. Well. Bournemouth and Luton uh, they've got one clean sheet between them so far this season after 10 games apiece they've conceded a combined 41 goals in that time as well Uh, they're ranked 19th and 18th respectively for expected goals conceded so far this season Uh, and if you go just on the last four matches they're actually 20th and 19th respectively as well so um, they've been pretty poor defensively across the course of the campaign and that is still the case uh, of late um, as well Um, they're also not doing very well in front of goal either they're both scoring at a rate of less than one goal per match and so that means that a a triple up for both teams is entirely probable because we've got lots of attacking threat and we've also got potential defensive uh, potential as well now the reason why a triple up is quite important is because lots of you have Haaland lots of you have Salah and so having both of those might not actually take you as far as you'd like this week versus some teams that perhaps have an Alvarez or a Nunez on top. But let's talk about those two guys. Um, they very much are the story of this game week. Uh, of course, the captain's armband is, is going to be uh, probably between one of those two. Um, and so, yeah, knowing the difference between these two players is going to be important. So let's have a look at what the editorial team have got to say in terms of them being in the Scalpix bus team. Well, the interesting thing here is is that even though Haaland has not... Um, necessarily been at his best in the three weeks before the most recent one of course big haul against man united they are still the leading two players for expected goal involvement so far this season uh, and uh, they are now reunited in the top two places amongst the fbl points table following the sunday halls as well so it means that we are now back to a place where they are the two top scoring assets so far this season um, and so it's just it's a bit of a no-brainer you've got to have probably both of these guys to make sure that you get through this week uh, unscathed now what players could we pair with these guys to uh, you know expand our, our influence on these games? Well um, Trent Alexander Arnold is sort of in the conversation but unfortunately for him uh, the gap between him and Shimikas is so big that Shimikas is, is much more likely to be involved. 7.9 for Trent, 4.5 for Shimikas. Thing is, both players are taking corners now and interestingly enough, Alexander-Arnold he's created just two chances since returning from injury in Game Week 7. Shemakas has created the same number as that uh, in a relatively short space of time since taking over the left-back position from the injured Andrew Robertson. Now, in the days when you had Alexander-Arnold and Robertson much closer in price, then sometimes it's worth paying that extra for Alexander-Arnold but right now Shemakas just looks an absolute shoe in We've already talked about the fact that Luton's defense is not very good. uh, Sorry, Luton's attack is not very good so far this season. Shemakas obviously coming into this one on the back of a clean sheet for Liverpool against Nottingham Forest. So, yeah, he seems like an easy one uh, to get involved. And we are now in a place where it does look as if Darwin Nunez is also a bit of a... um, Uh, I was about to say auto-include. I don't want to say that because he isn't going to be in my team. But if you've got a a striker opening uh, and in the past you've been worried about Nunes' minutes, I don't think you have to be worried about that either. In the past, if you have been worried about his XG um, delivery in the sense that he's always had high XG but sometimes doesn't deliver on it, he is starting to look in really good shape now, to be honest. Um, So he is... He's, he's very obviously the most uh, likely uh, attacking player to join Salah in an attacking double up uh, Nunez um, is now um, Liverpool's top asset for minutes per expected goal in 2023-24 20, 20, Salah has a higher raw figure because he's played more minutes um, it's taken Nunez a little bit of time to get nailed in the team but he is now um, Klopp in the past has been a bit nervous to use him but he's seemingly uh, not fussed by that anymore Um, and uh, yeah he just looks like a a great asset to be honest in good form Uh, he's probably going to start games Um, and yeah it it seems very difficult to overlook him for this one if you've got an opening for him now the triple up for Man City a little bit harder to uh, be sure about who's going to be in it but a couple of players who are um, included in the in this section Alvarez Foden and Dokul uh, could all potentially be involved Uh, the risk does come with some possible rotation because of course um, there's midweek. Uh, stuff coming up for them next week. Um, Kanji is back as well. Um, John Stones uh, has been really, really good since he's come back from injury, which is nice as well. So we are kind of creeping back towards a place where we might be a bit nervous about who's going to start games. So it's harder to it's harder to be completely sure about who else is going to join um, Harland. In the man in the scout picks team from a Man City double up or triple up perspective. So yeah, definitely keep an eye on that. Let's move on to the those in contention now. Um, we have to start with them, Brian and Burmoo. Of course, um, he is now the leading FPL midfielder for non penalty xgi. Now we have to admit the open goals, of course, help there. If you want more information on uh, sort of like some perhaps strategy around and I talked about him in my most recent team uh, reveal video uh, yesterday. Because of course, famously, I sold him for game week ten, and then of course that Chelsea game has gone exactly the way I did not wanted to uh, allowing him to have uh, a shot on an open goal in the last few minutes but uh, of course you know it's not it hasn't just been that all season he has been doing very well uh, back-to-back double figure hauls for him they were his first two double figure hauls since I think it was game week two uh, so he's creeping back to his best Brentford sort of just about finding a way to play um, without um, you know having lost Rico Henry they're sort of finding a way to, to play now and his attacking numbers dipped and Bermos and they've gone back up in the last two games to do that against Burnley probably not much to write home about but to do it against Chelsea whose defence has been quite mean this year is quite impressive Um, and uh, of course going into this West Ham game this actually is a really really favourable fixture Uh, they've only got one clean sheet so far this season the Hammers and it came against Sheffield United which um, is is not much to write home about either to be honest because I think everybody is going to be in a strong position to get clean sheets against the Blades this season West Ham are also going to be missing two midfielders for this game two important ones as well Edson Alvarez and Lucas Paqueta both suspended for this one so two guys that are part of the midfield injury i going to be missing when West Ham have been very obliging at the back anyway and Umbermo is slowly getting back to you know the form we saw from him at the start of the season so yeah I think Umbermo is a good one to have this week I wouldn't necessarily uh, rush to sign him for my team uh, as I said, the thing about the bus, the bus team, and the scout picks is you don't you don't necessarily need to buy all of them. Uh, but it's if you if you've sort of like got an opening and you don't have anything else to do, there are worse players to sign for this one. And the reason why I say I wouldn't necessarily rush to sign him is the two fixtures after this aren't very nice. But if you had him in your team, and even though he's done well of late, and you thought sort of looking at some of the assets in other teams with better fixtures longer term you can probably probably give him Burmo one more game week I think he's going to do very well against West Ham this week and I'm very nervous that I'm going to continue to look like a mug for having sold him last week now who else is in contention well we've got uh, Crystal Palace and Wolves um they um are going up against newly promoted teams this week so they've obviously got nice fixtures so um we we kind of expect that that these two teams might not necessarily like you know completely destroy Burnley and Sheffield United um, because you know they haven't been particularly goal heavy this season. So actually, interestingly enough, Sheffield United are the only team to have scored fewer goals in Palace so far this season. Um, Pedro Neto being missing from the Wolves team may uh, damage their uh, attacking output. But we still have to talk about Eduard Ayu and uh, Huang Hechan uh, because they have been doing well. Um, you know uh, Huang's been in good goal scoring form. He's got a good price. As well, but it's more likely that these two teams could be sources of defensive investment simply because Sheffield United and Burnley are the bottom two for expected goals so far this season. So Sam Johnston, Mark Gay uh, are in contention, uh, but also Wacky Anderson as well. He's a bit more expensive now. If you had him since the start of the season, you and you had him from four point five million, then you're doing well. But he's five million now. So if there's money to if there's money to spare. Anderson is definitely worth a shout because of course he can get involved in attacking returns does really well for bonus as well uh, but if you just need someone to just rotate in keep a clean sheet maybe rotate him out for some of Palace's harder games come back in and of course Johnston and Gay are worth doing that for with because 4.5 million now uh, at the same time we've got 4.5 million defensive options at Wolves as well again that means they're rotatable in and out of Wolves is nice and not so nice fixtures Craig Dawson is probably our favorite um, not just because of the defensive potential but he has famously been very very good for set pieces Uh, I remember his glory days as a West Brom defender he was in my team uh, for many months when he was in that vein of goal scoring form for the baggies and he still has that threat now and of course Sheffield United they are the worst team for defending set pieces in the division this season they've conceded a league high 54 shots from set plays now they've also been very weak defending down their left hand side and so um, lots of right backs have had a lot of joy against Sheffield United so far this season Newcastle game being uh, you know case in point Really, uh, Trippier got some good assists from open play. Nelson Samedo, sort of a similar type of player. Um, slightly more of a wing-back, but certainly can cross the ball into the box. So if you want something that's um, a little bit less centre-back-like and you want a, you want yourself a nice wing-back, then maybe Semedo is going to help you out for this one. And the great thing is, the way that Wolves have been priced this season is you can get yourself one of those wing-backs and you don't have to pay any extra. Semedo being £4.5 million, same price as Dawson. A couple of other names uh, in the bargain basement at the moment. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is in form again. And of course, going up against Brighton, this actually is a good fixture for attacking players because they still haven't kept a clean sheet so far this season. So he's very much in contention. Um, as is Matoma and Adingra, because Everton's defence hasn't been great across the course of the season. It has improved of late, so I'm a little bit worried about Matoma going into this one in my team. Uh, but yeah, Brighton certainly know how to score goals. They may be able to punch through Everton's recent defensive improvements. And of course, do keep an eye on the fitness of Pervis Stupinan because if he is declared fit for this game, uh, his attacking threat is... Is always incredible, uh, and so he's got a chance of maybe making the scout picks if he's fit. So do keep an eye on Deserby's next press conference. You'll be able to find all that information on Fantasy Football Scout, and of course on Tuesday after no, sorry on Tuesday on Friday afternoon you'll get the team news with Joe and Neil. They'll have the latest on Supernan and what you should do with him in your team. A couple of other fixtures to talk about: Forest against Aston Villa. That's a bit of an intriguing game um, because. There is a lot of investment in Villa right now, for good reason. They've scored lots of goals, but they have had quite a lot of games at Villa Park. They're actually not quite so attacking away from home. So this is why Villa are very much in contention uh, for representation in the scout picks this week, rather than necessarily being automatic go-tos. Because, yeah, away from home hasn't been quite the same level of goal threat. So six goals in the last five away matches which isn't bad but it's certainly not the attacking heights we've seen um them put on in front of the whole end for example um they have had some trickier tests away from home so maybe um you know there's a lot of fixture related difficulty to be read into that stat um forest have conceded actually at home to all three newly promoted teams uh, at home so far this season so watkins and drb you know by all means, don't sell them for this week, of course. Not always suggesting, but perhaps maybe temper your expectations for this one, just because we do see Villa not quite hit the heights that we're used to at home when they're away from home. So it's enough for them to be in contention, and we'll see how they fare towards the back end of the week. Um, we've also got Son Heung-min in, in contention as well, and the reason, again, it's contention here rather than straight in, because he's got good form. But the fixture's quite difficult. You know, going going against Chelsea, as we've already mentioned, their defence is quite mean. I know they've just lost 2-0 to Brentford, but as I've said on a number of uh, uh, videos and
0: That's BlueNile.com.
1: Lots of sort of, you know, situational reasons behind that second goal. Chelsea were very much on top in that game. Brentford just did a fantastic job of soaking up the pressure and just kind of being very um, clinical about, um, you know, surgically getting behind Chelsea and uh, and, and getting the goals they needed, which is something Brentford have always been very good at. Thomas Frank loves being able to do that against the big teams. Again, at Spurs v. Chelsea could be quite a tight encounter. I think Chelsea need to not lose that. Um, And when we've seen Spurs go up against teams trying to sit deep this season, it has been difficult. However, again, he's got to be in contention, Son, because he is the highest scoring player in all of FPL since he switched to being the striker in Game Week 4. So Game weeks 1, 2, and 3. We had Richarlison up front. Since Son's taken on that role, nobody scored more FPL points than him. So um, bearing in mind, he scored against Arsenal or Liverpool. There's no reason why he can't do it in a big game. So he's he's got to be in, in contention as well. Now, we've got a couple of long shots as well. Now, there'll be people looking at the fixture list and thinking, hmm, Man United have a good fixture this week. You may even be have some people out there who still have your Bruno, Bruno Fernandes and Rashford since the start of the season. Entirely probable. Because every week it feels like there's a reason to keep them and then they just don't deliver. Their, their, their fixtures, longer term, are not bad. They've been on my radar for a long time. Uh, I've been... Kind of having Fernandes on my watch list for ages, and just waiting for an ample opportunity to sign him. It hasn't really arisen because their form hasn't been good enough. But we do just have to mention them here because it is a game against Fulham, uh, and so yeah, their stock has fallen, of course, um, but their attack has been a little bit anemic. Uh, and so the editorial team have actually gone out and said in public that there is a higher chance that Bernd Leno uh, gets in the scalp picks than anyone from the Man United attack. So I guess that tells you all you need to know. And of course, just to finish off, just to clarify again, Arsenal and Newcastle are you know doing very well, but they do face each other this weekend. And this fixture in the past hasn't really been much of a goal fest since Eddie Howe took over. Uh, both meetings between the two sides of last season were quite tight. Um, Arsenal mostly on top in those. Um, and so, yeah, it's very difficult to uh, throw them into the bus team for this week, so that's all the players. Appreciate there's a lot going on there. I mean, effectively, this section of the video is really just players you want to have on your watch list and have on your radar. Um, and yeah, we now move on to the actual bus team itself, which, just to clarify, could change by Friday because we'll of course have those press conferences, which will tell us more information about who's fit, um, which could perhaps maybe remove some players of contention if they're the ones not fit. Maybe if there's a couple of players missing from a team that maybe makes their attack not as uh, exciting or their defence not as secure, then maybe it could uh, shift things. But yeah, this is the uh the eleven so far in the substitution. So for the benefit of the podcast listeners, I'll of course read it all the way through. So they've got Johnston in goal with Leno on the bench. Uh, we've got Stones, Dawson and Shimikas as the back three, and Burmo, Salah, Son, and Huang He Chan as a four man midfield, with Alvarez, Nunez and Haaland as the front three, which is certainly a powerful looking front three, that's for sure. Then we've got Pinnock and Taylor on the bench, largely um Sort of uh, cost-related there, to be honest. Uh, We haven't really talked about those two guys, uh, really. But Taylor's in a lot of teams because he's 3.9. Pinnock as well, of course, getting an attacking return against Chelsea. Can always pop up with a goal. And Cole Palmer sits on the bench as well. He's probably going to be a regular inclusion in the Scout Picks bench team for the next few weeks because just purely because of his price he's an excellent price he can be a fifth midfielder if you wild card now and when Chelsea's fixtures get really nice from game week 16 you're going to start him a lot more often and he's actually not doing too bad a job of getting some attacking returns even through these difficult fixtures so he's very much going to sit there now we don't know who the captain's going to be yet you're going to have to wait a few days for that one uh, a lot of people are mulling that decision over um, we've had we've we've analyzed it on a couple of videos so the general's talked about it with Joe uh, Joe's also talked about it with Tom uh, those three guys have got some incredible finishes between them so go and check out what they've got to say we also do an Lot of shorts videos right now so if you've not checked out our shorts then go and have a look at those scott's done one uh, on uh, the captaincy this week with also a look at possible nunez captain as well because he's in very very good form but yes if you want to find out who the captain is of this team then do tune into the website on friday and of course you need your membership as well so another reason to sign up because you'll be able to have a full breakdown of why the editorial team have picked one captain over the other so hopefully that is useful for you and hopefully this video was useful hopefully this has helped you guys realize uh, just uh, how well your team is prepared for this weekend you might be looking at this thinking hmm um, I've got enough players you might be thinking hmm I don't have enough players from that particular one and I might have to either take a red arrow on the chin and press forward into game week 12 or maybe make a couple of changes to uh, best uh, leverage some of these really nice fixtures for this game week so do let us know in the comments how many players from this team you've got uh, and how many players you intend to have by the deadline perhaps you haven't made any transfers yet and yeah just keep us posted drop the comments in got any questions I'll jump in and answer them if you have any uh, dilemmas for your transfers but with that I shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your preparation for game week eleven.